All right, welcome into the Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast, the NBA edition. Rob Parker here, Martin Weiss there. Martin, what's going on? How you doing, buddy? Man, living the dream, Rob. Doing well. I, I bet the Knicks last night. I got caught up in the hype. I would have been one of the people doing the square dance outside Madison Square Garden. So luckily, it's still a pandemic, and I wasn't all the way out there. I was just in my apartment being miserable. And And they got... Trounced. I mean, so I don't know what the spread was. What was that in that game? I mean, uh, I know they went one game over 500 and everybody was out in the streets like Mick Jagger and uh, David Bowie, but I didn't I didn't get it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You see, the problem I ran into is I made some friends in college who were from New York and they invited me over to watch it. Everybody's from New York, right? At Michigan. Right. So, of course. Right. So the first time I go over to their house to go, they invite me over to watch the Knicks. They're like, hey, we watch the Knicks every night. Come over and watch the Knicks. Some guy named Jeremy Lin is starting his first NBA game for the New York Knicks and goes crazy. And that, the Lin Sanity was born. And then my secret closet Knicks fandom was also born in that moment because for the next two weeks, I was I watched every single Knicks game until Carmelo came back and, and ruined the fun. That so, was good, yes. And then I remember being in New York three weeks later, and all the Jeremy Lin stuff was seventy five percent off in the uh, sales bins. I mean, it, it didn't one long. It was it was a it was a good time, not a long time. That's right. All right, let's talk about some NBA topics before we uh, talk about some bets later on in the show and whatnot. Let's start here. So, you know, uh, James Harden is heading back to Houston for his return. He's playing with the uh, bulldozing uh, Brooklyn Nets, who just don't seem to be able to lose. They did lose. I think they lost one game in their last 11 or 12. And the talk is that the Rockets are going to eventually retire James Harden's jersey. Where are you? I mean... I think that's something that probably should eventually happen. But to say it right now, what's the point? Right? Like, why would why would you announce it right now when you're literally your your team, the Houston Rockets are the worst that they've been in the last 10 years, in part because Harden wanted his big trade, right? And main part because of that. So Harden got a trade and like now he's coming back. Why announce it now on his first time back in Houston? I just don't understand the timing of if, if, this is something like you do for a PR move. You should do something like this five years from now when you still can't sell any tickets and you're trying to get guys to come out for James Harden night. Right. Well, let me, let me stop. Cause it doesn't matter about the timing. Ask me, Martin Weiss, do I think that the Rockets should uh, retire James Harden's number? Rob, should the Rockets retire James Harden's number? No way. No, how? They didn't win anything. Come, please, with the James Harden. Yes, he scored a lot of points. When I think of James Harden and the Rockets, you know what I think of? Failed playoffs. That's what I fail of, of not being able to get to where they want to go. You got to stop with retiring everybody's number. He's literally the second best player in franchise history. Who's delivered a championship. He's literally the second best player in franchise history. So what? That's a ridiculous take. 
No, it's not. You know why? Because that franchise won championships already. They've won championships. It should be of that caliber. And not only did he not win a championship and failed in the play in the playoffs, he won it out. He 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 ate donuts so that they would run him out of Houston. That you don't reward a guy like that. He didn't go because you guys decided you were going to rebuild. He said, I don't want to be He's here. He's the second best player it in franchise matter. history. This Stop is the it. NBA. He's going to have his jersey retired. Not not That's at the- my team. Not if I was running the Rockets, you want it out. I'm not giving I'm not retiring your number. That's, That's ridiculous. the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. It's ridiculous that you would think that they wouldn't retire the second best. I don't care. First best won two championships. That's the guy's number I'm going to retire. That tells you about Houston. They're a Mickey Mouse organization. Stop it. So so by your logic, there should be only like seven retired jerseys in the last 30 NBA years. Yes, unless you're the New York Yankees. We can go on to the next topic because that's ridiculous. Ridiculous, ridiculous. Where they have uh, 20 numbers retired, but they've won 28 championships. All right, 27. All right, here's topic number two. Shaq says that Steph Curry is the most influential player in the NBA in the last 30 years. Please. The thing that Steph influenced is he made guys shoot from way farther away. But if you want to talk about the most influential player in the last 30 years, I have to say off the top of my head, I think Dirk Nowitzki because Dirk Nowitzki, no, listen, hey, Dirk Nowitzki was the only guy who was seven feet tall who was stretching like that and was a, a ball handler and was stretching. And now you see every single guy. You want to talk about guys? We're talking with Lizzie Hunter, guys who could play today. If Dirk Nowitzki walked in the league as a rookie right now, well, what would he be doing? This NBA is built for him. Why? Because all these seven-foot guys, all they do is dribble and shoot. And, and that's all they do. Come on. There's no, there's no, there's no there's big. Only one, there's only big. one. It's about 30 years. It's Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan transformed what that NBA used to be into this global thing where everybody knew him by one name. And the power of Michael Jordan is he hasn't played in 15 years. And he still has a number one selling sneaker. That, that it tells you a lot about his impact on the game. Mike and that and that iconic logo for, for Jordan. People, the kids still, Michael Jordan, when, it, when he had his documentary that came out during the pandemic, after that documentary aired, ESPN did polls about the greatest player or whatever. He swept every category, even the millennials. Who are on the, See, on the I, I'm thinking influential. Internet. I'm thinking influential, meaning like influence the way that guys play. I'm no, not thinking about the way that the world influence. Of course, no, of course, it's Michael Jordan. If you're talking about influence to the world, he's a one name star. Like the, the only, the only, the only person who can even Steph come close Curry, to. But but the, the idea that is Steph Curry. Okay, Steph Curry was a little guy shooting threes. I hear what you're saying to make people start shooting threes. But but give me the but give me the small guard who has led their team to championship shooting threes. Even Steph Curry needed Kevin Durant to be the guy who who won the MVPs and won. So you weren't winning anything with Steph Curry. He didn't even have a Finals MVP. Dude, come on with the Steph Curry love. It's too much. No, nah, you just don't like Steph Curry. That's all. That's no, okay. that nothing to do with it. All right, last topic. Topic number three. You know we always talk about. Uh, load management, players not playing. LeBron James, uh, Wednesday scheduled not to play against the Sacramento Kings, and he will play in the All-Star game this weekend coming up on Sunday. Where are you on 
just the whole load management. LeBron's been playing a lot of minutes. You can't poo-poo it or you're mad that he's not playing. Obviously, fans aren't buying tickets. I've, I've never been good about stars not playing, Martin, when people are paying money for tickets to come see them. I, I literally do have no care in the world that LeBron is not playing tonight. Like, first, there, there's no fans in the game. Are you betting the Kings then? Would you bet the Kings? Is that what you're telling me? With no LeBron? I'd lean that way, but I'm not putting my money on it. The Kings are a, a dumpster fire. Like, I, I, the Kings are so bad. <laughs> like, they're so bad, and they score 140 points a game. Like, this, it's it, it, the two just don't mess for me, and I've lost too many bets on them. But, no, uh, I, 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 I don't begrudge, honestly, a, through this season, this pandemic season, I don't care. If a guy wants to sit, guy wants to sit, that's fine with me. There's no fans in the stands. If there are fans in the stands, there's like a 1,000 of them as opposed to the normal, what, anywhere up from 15, where 12 to 15,000, where it would be regularly. Like, and, and plus, like, LeBron especially? Nah, bro. Oh, what, last week on this podcast, we were talking about he's playing too many minutes. So now it's a problem that he sits? No, of course he can sit. I'm not having an issue with it. He has been playing a lot of minutes. And to get a blow before the All-Star game that he doesn't even really want to be a part of, but he will show up, I'll give LeBron of that credit all right rob much to the chagrin of seemingly everybody the nba all-star game is happening it will be happening over the weekend the skills challenge the dunk contest and a three-point contest will also be happening it'll be a massively big one day affair so get your popcorn ready for sunday evening the three-point contest is is my personal favorite event of those because they've kind of ruined the dunk contest and we'll get to that in just a minute but, Rob, just in case you weren't sitting on the edge of your seat as the three-point contest uh, participants were announced, here they are for you. You have Devin Booker, Jalen Brown, Steph Curry, Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, and Jason Tatum. Rob, give me your one, two, and three finisher in the three-point contest. Oh, I got to come up with three, huh? Okay. Who's getting the gold, who's getting the silver, and who's getting the bronze? All right, three will be Devin Booker. I like that. Two will be Steph Curry. Steph Curry coming in second. And number one, Donovan Mitchell. I think Donovan Mitchell, and I know one is a team game and where they are, and one is a, a individual contest. But despite the Utah Jazz and all the winning and Donovan Mitchell and how well he's played, everybody keeps poo-pooing the Utah Jazz as if what they've done the first half really doesn't matter. He will have something to prove to let him know that what's going on out at the in, uh, Utah and the Salt Lake and all that is all good and he can ball and he can knock down threes. I'm going with Donovan Mitchell. I am going to go an opposite way. I think that my uh, – I'm going to go with my bronze as Jason Tatum. I'm going to go with my silver as Devin Booker. And my gold is going to be Zach Levine. Steph Curry does not make the final four. Wow. You talk about you talk about I hate Steph Curry. How, how is he not even making the final four? Listen, I don't hate Steph Curry, but – all I can think about when I see this name right here in this list, is, do you remember there was a year that Steph Curry had to make half-court shots for a benefit for a charity, and he missed like 10 in a row? 
Is that right? It was, and it was like going around. It was like it was like Steph Curry, like Steph Curry doesn't hate cancer, right? Because it was, it was everybody was joking about it, obviously. But it was like a cancer research fund, and he ended up donating money after the fact, obviously, because you know he intended he to make them. You know why he missed those shots? Because why? he thought there was twenty seconds left in the game, and the game was on the line for his team, so he never makes those. So, Rob, so, Rob, okay, so the games for tomorrow, they don't have too many lines out, and everybody's sitting, and we're going into the All-Star break. So I say we should make our picks for the three-point contest. So you're taking, you're laying your shekels on Donovan Mitchell. I am absolutely, I will do that. Uh, we want to get, let's get a side bet, me and you, um, for uh, lemon pepper wings. Ten lemon pepper wings, all all flat. Uh, with a Diet Coke for me. Okay. Between what? Who goes farther between Zach Levine and Donovan Mitchell? Absolutely. They can finish higher. Who's my, here's my argument for Zach Levine. This is the only time we're going to see him on national TV this year. He knows it. He's trying to, he's trying to, it's, this, this is going to be his coming out party. A la Trey Young of last year, right? Trey Young of last year had it, you know, this is going to be, he, 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 he didn't. He was kind of quiet in the first half of the season, but was putting up big numbers. wasn't getting a lot of attention. This is going to be with Zach Levine. We're going to wake up and be like, "Why is Zach Levine asking to be freed from Chicago?" That's going to be the next storyline. So, going on from that, at the halftime of the All Star Game will be the dunk contest. So, Rob, I ask you, have you ever heard of these three people: Anthony Simons, Cassius Stanley, or Obi Toppin? Obi Toppin, I've heard of. Yes, I've heard of him. Well, he's a rotation player for the Knicks, so I'd hope so. Uh, Cassius Stanley did play at Duke, and I know Anthony Simons because I believe he skipped college. But that's about all I got for you. I'm, I'm going to go with Obi Toppin. How about that? I just like I, I like Star Wars. Obi Wan Kenobi, so Obi Toppin. How's that? Ain't no stopping Obi Toppin. They say. Ain't <laughs> now, no stopping. <laughs> Now, I'm going to go with Simons. I'm going to go with Simons because I've seen him play. I saw him block a couple shots when, uh, one late night when I was probably betting the Blazers money line with nothing better to do. Um, and he just seems like he can get up there. And, again, this is one of those – this is when he can make his announcement to the world. Hey, guys, you, pay, you should pay attention to me because outside of – I mean, I don't even think he's had – he doesn't even play that much. They really I, I, I ruined think- the dunk contest. I think it's going to be topping from this standpoint. This will be Knicks fans who have reason to celebrate when they realize they're, they're not going to make the playoffs. I know they think they're going to make the playoffs, but Obi Toppin winning the uh, slam dunk contest will be the celebration in New York basketball, other than the Brooklyn Nets, of course. All right, so let me get into our next thing here. Which team is going to either make a second-half push or a second-half collapse? You go first on this one. I want to hear your take. My second half collapse is the Utah Jazz. Oh, my God. How, how could you say that? Because here's the thing. In this league, nobody's playing defense but the Jazz. Eventually, it's all going to come together, and they're like three and seven. In their, no, they're, they have uh, – in their last ten, they're three – in their last ten, they're seven and three, but they've lost three of those in a row. I'm talking oh, yeah, the Jazz really team. I mean, do you think they were going to win at the rate that they were winning at, Martin? I mean, let's be honest. No, but I don't think the rest of the Western Conference is going to lose at the rate they're losing at. Everybody's had these little COVID things, people in and out of the roster, in and out of the lineup, except for Utah. 
I don't believe that Utah is going to remain just, 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 uh, just carefree and, uh, and able to avoid all of these problems going forward. And, and they shoot an insane percentage. It has to come back down to earth. I, I got my second half swoon will be the Knicks. As of Wednesday, when we're recording this, they're 18 and 18. And I know people, they currently, I'm looking, they're sixth in the Eastern Conference. I think that they will slip behind. And the team that's going to probably take their spot will be the Indiana Pacers. I think the Indiana Pacers, who are currently 15 and 13, uh, will play better in the second half. This is why I like the Pacers. And they're on a four-game losing streak. They're struggling right now. They've got a little something going on. But their road record is 8-8. Eight and eight. And when you can play 500 on the road, it tells you a pretty good team. They've struggled, actually, at home. So if they can continue to play well at home on the road, they'll have a great chance, and they'll get better at home. Most NBA teams who are decent are play, play better at home. If you play – above 500 at home, and, and 500 on the road, you're going to wind up being a good team. I got the Pacers making the playoffs, not the Knicks. And, you know, interesting. I wonder if – I'm not sure about this. You know if Karis LeVert is coming back at any time this season? Because the, the Pacers made a big trade and didn't get their big piece. Right. So they had, they've had to adjust for that. And remember, they were, right, 15 and 14 before this current four-game losing streak, which took them under 500. So they're struggling right now, but I still think they're good. I don't hate the Pacers. They just kind of are a milk toast team for me. They're not going to do much. I'd rather personally, full disclosure, I'd rather see the Knicks. Well, it's been a long time, and I know people would like to see it. People in New York are, are, are fiending that maybe the Knicks can make a run and make the playoffs. And like I say, too many teams that last year were better have fallen off, so it'll be interesting to see if they can hold on to that spot. I'm just not that confident. There's a lot of bad teams. Right now, the Knicks are only one game from the fourth spot in the East. That's how bad the Celtics are at 18 and 17. Celtics, ooh, that's a whole, that's a, that's a topic for a whole nother conversation. Rob, let's take a quick break because I gotta tell you, man, I love betting on FanDuel Sportsbook because there's just so many ways to do it. It's the number one sportsbook app in America. Why? It's secure. It's simple to use. It offers live betting throughout games, promotions, and odd boosts every day. Exclusive bet types like same game parlays where you combine multiple bets from one game into a single parlay. And when you win, which is most important, you get your winnings in as little as 24 hours. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. Now, now is the perfect time to give FanDuel a shot. If you sign up today, FanDuel will let you place your first bet risk-free. That's right. They will give you up to $1,000 back in site credit if you don't win. And all customers can get up to $25 back in site credit each day if your parlay falls one leg short with same game parlay insurance. That's right. It's gambling with insurance. It's crazy. It doesn't even make any sense. So just do me a favor. When you download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, sign up with promo code LP3 so they know I sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code LP3. All right, Rob. Tonight, the Atlanta Hawks are two-point favorites at the Orlando Magic. The Hawks are playing their second game with interim head coach Nate McMillan. Who do you got? You know what? The Magic, they're reeling right now. Four losses in a row. 
you know, when you get a new coach, you get a little bump because people are trying to impress him. And I'm going to go with Atlanta. I think that's a steal right there uh, that Atlanta will beat Orlando uh, because everybody's trying to impress the new coach, try to get some playing time, trying to show the coach that I wasn't part of the problem or why you're here and why we got rid of Lloyd Pierce. So I'm going to go with uh, Atlanta in this game. I'm riding with the Hawks as well. I locked them in this morning. Same story. Uh, it's one of those things. Somebody came in and got fired. Now everybody's looking around saying, who's next, right? And, you know, nobody else, nobody else wants to be the next guy holding the bag. Every, if, you, if we could turn it around here, we could all make this Lloyd Pierce's fault kind of in a uh, subconscious way, right? So I think that the, I think the Hawks are going to uh, are going to cover that two points pretty easily. I actually like them probably up to four. The Charlotte Hornets are three-point favorites against the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Timberwolves have seven wins on the year and a new head coach who was hired in all types of new ways, uh, all types of ridiculous ways, rather, with Ryan uh, Saunders being fired and Chris Finch being hired before you woke up the next morning. But anyway, LaMelo Ball and the Hornets are giving three points to the Timberwolves. Rob, what do you think? Now, here in this case, even with a new coach, I'm going the opposite way. I just – I don't like the Timberwolves. I think they're bad. Uh, the Hornets are under 500, but still 7-10. Uh, and 10, uh, Is this game in Minnesota or home? That's it's in mean. Minnesota. It's in Minnesota. So they're 7-10 they're and 10 on the road. So they're not at the greatest road team. I still just don't like Minnesota. Seven games, seven wins, and some of the best teams in the league have 23 and 24. Minnesota's as bad as it gets. I'm not betting, put my money on uh, the T-Wolves. I'll, I'll take uh, the Hornets. And I, I like the Hornets, too. And you know, the mellow ball's got it figured out. He looks good throughout his first, you know, his first half of his first season. In the NBA, it looks like the game is pretty easy for him so far. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But I like the Hornets, even though they're missing a couple guys. Graham's knees hurt. But the Timberwolves just got nothing going. They Not got nothing going. I mean, nothing going. And so, finally, we'll take it out to the West Coast. The Golden State Warriors are one-and-a-half-point favorites versus the Trailblazers. The Trailblazers, who could really just be called the Portland Lillards because that's Damian Lillard has been the entire team. The Golden State Warriors are traveling to Portland. Rob, who you got in that game? I like the Warriors in this game. Um, even on the road. Even though they have about the same amount of wins, actually, they do coming into this. They, each team has won 19 games, so they're pretty close. Uh, I'm going to go, even though it's on the road, and the thing is, uh, the Warriors, are, we know, are a better team at home, but still, in this case, I just don't like the way the, the Portland Trailblazers have been playing 6-4 and four in their last 10, kind of choppy. Uh, I'm not so sure if if they're going to... Uh, get it straightened out before the All-Star break. Maybe it'll happen afterwards. So I'm going to go with the Warriors here. Steph will hit a couple of threes. How about uh, three or four threes? Maybe more than that, he'll hit a couple, and the Warriors will win. I like the Blazers. I like the Blazers ah. in, the, in, the, in the home upset, right? In the, in the home upset. It's odd, but I like the Blazers. I like Lillard tonight. Um, I just – something about – Damian Lillard, the way he's been playing this season, again, especially against teams in the Western Conference, especially against other point guards, he's kind of been on a revenge tour of sorts. 
after the bubble. And uh, I like the Blazers. I like Dame to go big tonight. All right. For my lemon pepper parlay of the night, I'm going to go ahead and parlay the Portland Trailblazers on the money line with the Charlotte Hornets minus three. Give me a little Lamelo here, a little Dame and Carmelo here, and that'll get it done for the night. My lemon pepper parlay for this week, I'm going to take the Atlanta Hawks and their new coach minus two. I still think they'll, I think they'll cover that easily. And I'm also going to go on I me. Mean, everybody says I'm an anti-Steph guy and I hate the Warriors and all that. But the Warriors on the road, a road favorite, one, minus one and a half, I'm going to take them. So I like the Hawks and the Warriors. And uh, that's my lemon pepper parlay this week. All right, everybody. That's it for the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. I'm Martin Weiss. He's Rob Parker, the old grizzled sports vet. I'm the young buck. We'll be back next week for more of the same after the all-star break. We're looking forward to it. Rate, subscribe, review. And if you have any negative comments, tell them to Rob. Peace.